0: Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on. that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially, please come along. Brisbane also, though, you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
0: Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. Now, guests this week are from the Wing Attack Sketch comedy group. They've been on hiatus for maybe 10 years, but they're back with a vengeance. <laughs> it's Alistair Tromboli Virtual, Andy Matthews and Peter Thomas.
2: <laughs> Yay. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you for this opportunity to promote our 2013
3: <laughs> International Comedy Festival show. Yeah. That's, wing Attack, Pants, Pants. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think people are going to be excited to have you back. And we mm. did that, that, sh- that show that year. At the same time, I think that Auntie Donna did their first comedy festival show. Mm. And it was also called Pants.
2: Really? Yes.
3: Or it wow. had pants in the name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what happened to them? Yeah. Nobody knows. Everybody, Remember yeah. when you guys were contemporaries of theirs? People were like that's <laughs> right. Beatles and Rolling Stones sort of scenario. Yeah, you we, were the bad boys, of course. You were the Stones. Mm, that's right. We and really were the pretty put the boy temporary Beatles. into contemporary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe the second time <laughs> around you lost We Pete. really
4: put the con into contemporary because we were frauds. You stole all your bits. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> no, I, I got um, picked up on the second one, actually. more like It were more like the Beatles in that way, in that I'm the Ringo to the that's what, right, the Pete Best that yeah. didn't exist before. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you follow,
4: yes,
0: I do. Um, but you, you all collaborate with each other over the years since then, Andy and Peter. Mm. You have we, written multiple best-selling books. That's right. That's can right. you call, can I call them novels? <laughs> yeah, if you could call them best-selling, you can call well, it whatever
3: you. It want. Was it was definitely you
4: guys' best-selling book. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andy and I wrote the Gustav and Henry Young Readers, child, adventure very young adult series. So, like maybe five year old. Yeah, the youngest yeah. adults, children. I just need to say this: Pete' best selling book. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> Pete's best selling book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you've also you've
0: you've done a lot of great artwork, including the big mural here at Stupid Old Studios. You have uh, my other podcast, Do Go On's logos, mm-hmm. uh, Primate's logo. Two in the Think Tank's logo. Two in the Think mm. Tank's logo. Two in the Think Tank, of course, a podcast with Alistair and Annie. Mm. You three are prolific. Synergy. With and without each other, much like- the Beatles. So this is the 50th episode. This is somewhat of a celebration. That's why I've got my three comedy idols in the room. Hmm. And uh, we're also drinking stouts as well as uh, Andy's
3: Session IPA. Yeah. It says it's an ab- Obsession IPA. Oh, Obsession, sorry. Oh. Oh. But then it also says session. Oh, there you go. Mm. No, you're not just reading the end of the word obsession, are you? No. Okay. No. I've become quite lazy with my reading. <laughs> the
2: first two letters of any <laughs> word you can usually skip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I start reading at the third letter, do, do I need to have read the first two? Yeah. Will I still understand the
3: rest of the I word? I mean, with you, a, with you, your name, it would be Drew. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Matt, it would be Hugh. Thew. Oh, Thew. Thew. <laughs> And also with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Peter, it would be eder, edar, Ed edar, edar, edar. Ed mm. You know, Dare. and with me it would be something else. Stare, stare. I think I the was there.
2: whatever
0: point it was,
3: has been proven. Yeah, <laughs> soundly. Thank God. Now, Al
0: and Andy, you're returning guests. You've both been on some of the most loved. I would even say beloved. I'm not sure the difference. Mm-hmm. Episodes. Well, if you don't read the first two letters, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs>
5: So you still get it, you still get it (laughs)
0: Uh, So you know what's going on Peter, it's your first time here And this is the way it works I ask a relatively obscure trivia question And our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer I then read their answers as well as the real one And they have to guess which one is correct And the first question comes from listener Betsy from California And the question is What is a quidnunc? What is a quidnunc? Well this is pretty obvious and while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question, and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can conscribe to three points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favors me. The house. And the house always wins. Though if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that is nearly never the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters, and if you want to submit a question, sign up on on any level via patreon.com slash do on pod and that is linked in the show notes i should say if you sign up uh via the patreon and you're on the level that gets bonus episodes i just recorded an another episode of who knew it that's going to be up there with guests jess perkins and, and dave Warnicky. and there's probably i think there's half a dozen maybe 10 who knew it episodes that are up there available uh, on the patreon as well if you want to hear the very first ones where i didn't really understand uh, how the show worked very well hear the evolution
2: I would love to hear that actually because I always think that this is this podcast it feels so much like it leapt into the world fully formed, right? Yeah, you know, an, an overnight success, and it's it would be beautiful for me to be able to strip away that that veil of perfection.
0: Yeah, it started off dog shit.
2: Yeah, well, that <laughs> actually helps me a lot because I was like, I spent a lot of like late nights staring into the darkness thinking, "How did he do it? How did he do it? <laughs> his
0: podcast?
2: <laughs> he just burst onto the scene." Yeah, there was there was like a giraffe that
0: comes out and can already run. Yes, it was not like that. Uh, I was all arms and legs like giraffes like are giraffe. when they're born <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> they lose the arms <laughs> they pretty soon you almost forget the name of adam but it's true they had they did have arms early on all right the answer for question number one what is a quidnunc it's the affectionate term for a canadian offshore oil rig worker quidnuncs have been an essential part of north american culture for over 200 years named after the legendary arthur quidnunc who famously disappeared after going for a walk in the fog. Now,
2: hang on. <laughs> that doesn't say what they are, does it? It just says that they're a part of culture. No,
0: no, it did. You've
2: got it well, you've Oh, done is that
0: this. all the one thing? You, what you've done there is you haven't listened to the first uh, few letters. Two letters of every word in the mm, sentence. Yes. Yeah. And that's probably, no, but that was all one. So it's an affectionate term for a Canadian offshore oil rig worker. And then it goes on.
2: And all that other stuff is, is part of the same one?
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Have you never heard a definition before? They sometimes go on and on.
2: But then why does the... We can talk about this later. I don't okay. want to get too deep into it. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff to... Because be
0: you don't know who you're having a at right now. No, I don't. I is it being, one of your way. contemporaries here? Or is it, you know, Mr. Macquarie or whoever wrote the dictionary? <laughs> You don't know. And I think you should probably be wary of that. Mm. So that's option one. Option two, a Victorian term for a street performer or busker. Or you've got somebody who is interested in hearing all the latest gossip. Oh, quidnunc. Or you've got the sound it makes when you drop a coin into what you now realise is a clearly empty charity box, making you instantly suspicious that the old lady shaking it is clearing it out regularly to fund her Terry's chocolate orange addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. quidnunc. (laughs) Quidnunk. (laughs) Quidnunk. Okay. A Celtic meal involving a single hot cucumber covered in orange (laughs) cheesy sauce eaten with a knife and fork. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Great. Or the English equivalent of a dime bag. Mm. (sighs) Is a dime bag a drug thing? Yeah. It's like a a, a set amount of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't surely they don't cost a dime.
3: I uh, surely not
0: necessarily.
2: I mean no, maybe at no. some
3: point they were yes. when they were maybe and they've kept a the, the name. When yes. the term was coined. Do you need me to run through them quickly no, again? I've got it. No. What are you
2: locking in, Andy? I'm gonna
0: lock in the gossip person. Gossip person for Andy Matthews. Mm, some what girl. Are you, do you have any logic behind that?
2: Um uh, I feel like that's the sort of thing that when they were in when they were coining words. Back in the court, the word rush that they had around the 1800s, you know, with the word rush, yes, they were just lying around on the ground, and uh, that feels like a time in history when gossip was probably the most exciting thing that existed. Yeah, you know, and a good bit of gossip would have been um,
4: electrifying. Peter, do you have any thoughts here? I'm going to say the Celtic meal. Hot um, that was so funny. I want to change
2: my, my one back to that just to
4: reward the how uh, funny. The writing. Yes. Covered in cheese sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I want to imagine that that thing exists and that you can go down to the fish and chip shop Mm. and choose the healthy option.
0: (laughs) Like like a cream cheese or something. Mm. When you're picturing Celtic, where are you picturing it being
4: So, If you wanted to get it in the modern day, where would it be? Well, actually, I don't think you'd find it in Ireland. I think you'd find it, you know, in Boston. Like oh, it would yeah. be somewhere where they've kept a, it alive. Yeah, Irish <laughs> dysphoria. Um, sort of, it used to be something else, but over the years it's drifted. Um, so it used to just be like a sausage or something. <laughs>
0: it, um, is, it is something about the orange, cheesy sauce that screams America, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Al,
3: who, who are you thinking? Um, you know what? I, I absolutely feel like I'm being tricked by my aunt, the one that I'm choosing, mm-hmm. um, because I'm going for the, for the dime bag one. And I feel like I'm being tricked because I feel like you can just look at the word nonk, and then essentially go, oh, well, quid, that's like a, that's a coin or something. That's Mm. a pound. Like a a dime, you know, and then- What is a dime? You're an American man. Dime is either like five or 10 cents. I can't remember which one.
4: It's 10, isn't it? 10.
3: 10. Quarter is 25. I know that. Nickel's five. Nickel's five. And a penny is is one. (laughs)
0: All right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, the sound you make when you drop a coin into what mm. you now realise is clearly an empty charity box. That was Andy Matthews. Thanks very much. Thanks, oh. everybody. For that was all the a beautifully beautiful beautiful. painted picture there. Thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Mm. Uh, I thought what it was, was disappointing talkable. that no Nobody one even, talked about even it. thought about
2: it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, same with a Victorian term for a street performer or busker, which was written by Betsy, oh. aka The House. Well, Betsy, mm. good try, Peter. Betsy. The affectionate term for a Canadian offshore oil rig worker that was Peter Thomas. No, oh. Peter. but
2: then how? Did, why did the guy <laughs> walking oh, off into no. the mist? What did that have to do <laughs> with? It seemed like a completely separate thought. To me,
0: it all made perfect sense. So this guy,
2: remember that guy who walked off into the mist and was never seen again? No, well, he was same the same oil rig worker. Do after you remember the,
4: the the Mary Celeste? The legendary ship <laughs> yeah, sure. where everyone disappeared and it was a yeah. major mystery. Yeah. Well, with um, Arthur Quidnunk, um, so sensational was his disappearance from an oil rig where he couldn't possibly have... <laughs> See, but that wasn't clear. One of the safest places to be in the whole world. <laughs> um <laughs> So Peter did the uh, Canadian offshore oil rig worker, and, and I can,
2: t- t- can I tell you, Pete, if it d- hadn't had the bit about the guy in the mist, I would have chosen it.
0: Really? Oh, yeah, okay. D-
4: it was it was too like a too doth much. a doth uh, define too much. That's right. Scenario. <laughs> I promise you that my next um, submission will not have anything about mist. <laughs> Good. Uh, so Pete's guess was a. A Celtic meal
0: involving a single hot cucumber. That was Alistair Tromblay Birchill. Oh, so funny.
4: What a great meal. Thank you. Thank you. It was a it was Wait a, a, a second, sorry, it was a hot cucumber. <laughs> yes. oh, wait, I'll, yeah. take, I'll take that back. A hot cucumber
3: and <laughs> a cheesy sauce. Yes. Yeah,
5: orange.
0: <laughs> the English equivalent of a dime bag. That was the house.
4: Ah,
0: you know, dime I, bags, my language. I, I know that is your language. I
4: shut <laughs> and,
0: and I knew I was being tricked. Yeah, and you I, did. And I went with it willingly. I appreciate that. I really did regret not finishing with yours because I got a great laugh. Mm,
3: that's
0: okay. And then English equivalent of dime bag. Everyone's like, yeah, it could be. Sure.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so that means Andy is corrected. Somebody who is interested in hearing all the latest gossip. Wow. Oh my one point to Andy. One point to Alistair. One point to the house. So after one round, we got Peter on zero points, Mm. The House on one point, ATB on one point, Andy Matthews on one point. All right, we're up to the second question. This one comes from Adam Legg from Derby in the UK. What is track two on British post-punk band Half Man, Half Biscuits 2003 EP Saucy Haulage Ballads? (laughs) So you've just got to come up with a... Basically, you've just got to come up with a song title for a British post-punk band whose name is Half Man Half Biscuits. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on quidnunks. According to Merriam Webster, what's new? That's a question every busybody wants answered. Latin speaking nosy parkers might have used some version of the expression quidnunc, literally translating to what now, to ask the same question. Appropriately, The earliest documented use in English of quidnunc to refer to a gossiper appeared in 1709 in Sir Richard Steele's famous periodical, The Tatler. (laughs) Steele is far from the only writer to ply quidnunc in his prose. You can also find the word among the pages of such writers as Washington Irving and Nathaniel Hawthorne. But don't think the term is old news; it sees some use in current publications too. You much of a quid now, Cal? Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I love, I love a bit of gossip. I, you've, you've been in a few uh, secret-ish comedy chats groups yeah. that are all about sort of comedy gossip I, out, I mean, as, as, camp-
3: as a secret one i don't know how you would know that
5: because
0: <laughs> 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 um,
2: you never mentioned it so um, we
3: assume exactly yes. so um <laughs> but i think everybody's involved in little group chats that mm. um you know that involve look at this fucking asshole you know that kind of stuff like that, and so I enjoy to I enjoy quidnunking a little bit. Mm. Is that what it is, quidnunking?
1: I feel or like it?
2: earlier in the series you had another gossip-related uh, ancient word about uh, that. May just have been somebody one of the answers. Why you know you're right,
0: thinking, but I no, think it was you, a, the, a woman uh, who enjoys. Walloper.
5: There you go, muffin yes,
0: which is a great term, but that was like an old Victorian term, which they often are. Mm. Big but time for words. If yeah. we're
4: talking about old terms for these kind of things, what's the difference between gossip and actual facts? Like you would find out things because people talk to each other. Mm. So there wouldn't be a lot of print media perhaps. Mm. You know, like- Sure. Isn't it the same thing? I guess it was like the Bible and then
0: everything else is gossip.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the word of
0: God. And, and quidnunc. <laughs> Anything less than the word of God is <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah. And you think Fair that enough. everything- before the the Bible was written down, it was all an, an auditory, you know, stories passed mm, from so person to person, tradition. an oral tradition. Therefore, at one point, the Bible was itself mere quidnunc, mm. mm, but with a capital Q <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: and a capital N. For some reason, I assume it's two words. From but, God's lips to your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Do you picture God's lips on your ears when you say that? from God's lips like that and his big mm. wet lips are just like touching your ear and he's like hey, talking dear. and hey. maybe like <laughs> his, he's touching the whole ear a little bit with his tongue while he talks and it's half on purpose half like oh it could be a mistake you're sort of a-
0: picturing like Merv Hughes talking to Alan Border <laughs> in, in a in
3: a 1980s test match that's <laughs>
5: exactly
3: <laughs> what I was picturing just the, about, that's the, the right amount of facial hair yeah, yeah yeah I think when I picture God I picture
4: a, a Mervyn Hughes type. Mm. <laughs> and it's sort of like two astronauts floating in space. Yes. Mm, and right they so. press their face places, uh, face, so <laughs> the helmets together. Is that what you think of as a mouth, a face place? <laughs> <laughs> the face
3: place. It's one of the face places
2: you
4: can go. Maybe yeah. I want to kiss you on the face place. <laughs> well, out in space, you, there's no sound, but your face place can make noises and they vibrate and the two helmets together oh. would that be would able work. to pass. Did, the, yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing that they do if their radios break down? Yes. And they can yell mean, into, into each other's helmets. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that's, uh, that, that's what it would be like hearing God's uh, lips uh, and y- through your ears. You know what? I have no... How do we get here?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> the answers are in for question number two. What is track two on British post-punk band Half Man Half Biscuits 2003 EP Saucy Haulage Ballads? <laughs> And I really appreciate Adam Legg uh, for bringing this band to my attention. Andy, I think you'd love them. I've been listening to them all week. Yeah. I think they're right up your alley. Great fun. All right, here are your options. Like The Exorcist, but more (laughs) breakdancing. After the car crash, the doctors told me I'd never wank again, but I proved them all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way the half-man, half-biscuit crumbles. (laughs) (laughs) Tending the wrong grave for 23 years. (laughs) Feel my wrath. Okay, honest opinion. What did you think? Pretty good wrath? (laughs) Or Dank Flank Brian, the ballad of the young man who tries to untie his shoes using only the power of his mind. Wow. Dank Flank. Dank Flank Brian. Mmm. Wow.
2: Um, I love uh, all of these. Yeah, this is gonna yeah. be a tough one. This
3: is an EP ready to oh, go. Oh, mate, is is this uh, like a what's your what's that band that you love? TISM. Is this a TISM kind of a similar band? It, uh, I mean,
2: I think you the, got to bear in mind of- that we made up. Four of these yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> don't so don't don't put too much pressure on the I would the say vine. they
0: have very little to do probably musically with tism maybe there's there's some crossover yeah but okay.
3: I yeah yeah, yeah well just the titles are fun
2: I'm gonna choose tending the wrong grave for 23 years because I think there is a lyrical quality to that yeah a tragedy. And a comedy to it that yeah. ma- elevates it to high art. Love so it. whoever wrote that, congratulations! You're a true artist in my mind.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like it's a that lovely one a lot. story. Mm. And I was gonna, I was gonna pick that one too, but I feel which like- which of course can do. I know I can. You know, just for the fun of it, I'll pick something.
4: I'm gonna go the wrath. Hmm, that was great. Yeah, wrath throughout. All right, I'm gonna go the uh, the crumble, the half biscuit, <laughs> half,
2: man, half, half biscuit,
4: biscuit. Which half would you like?
2: <laughs> which which half? The, the 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 man half that crumbles or the biscuit half that crumbles sure. i I'd yeah. be interested to see how the man half crumbles because I don't normally associate crumbling with a, a thing that the a, that flesh can do mm. and while it would be I'm sure horrific, it would be also be intriguing.
3: you've never seen my heels. <laughs> <laughs> well you have seen my heels i gotta be honest do you have a do you have a petty egg i've seen them i have now like a a a mechanical device that turns on and then spins and it's like a spinning rock
2: it's really interesting (laughs) isn't it because what it is is it's really a kind of a grinding scraping Mm. kind of tool. it's well i'd go so far as to say it's a file right and in the naming process Mm. I reckon they've had to steer pretty hard away from that as the name. I was thinking they're just avoiding calling it a pedophile. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't have a petty egg. I've got a very well adjusted egg. Is that the other version of petty? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Sure, sure, sure. Doesn't matter. I couldn't think of what the opposite of that would be. Tom Petty egg in the (laughs) heart. Thanks so much for saving it, Peter. You're always there when I need you. (laughs) All right, let's go through. I'm the wind. Yes. Beneath.
2: That's a Your really wings. great bad name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's who wrote the answers. Like The Exorcist, but more breakdancing. That was written by Adam, the question writer. Okay, really The well House. Very
3: good.
0: Dank Flank Brian, the ballad of the young man who tries to untie his shoes only using the power of his mind. That was Peter. It's that very good. funny. Yeah. Uh, after the car crash, the doctors told me I'd never wank again, but I proved them all wrong. That was Andy Matthews.
3: Thank you. Very that was much. good. I was amazed at that. Like, I mean, they all f- seem to fit together. Like, it's mm. a cohesive album. Yeah, exactly. It was a perfect, uh, perfect album. Mm. I really
4: like that there were doctors. Like, you sort of second opinion. Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
4: imagine your
0: wanking days are through. The, well, I'm not listening the to the you. I'm t- going to go
4: find another doctor. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I also agree. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never wank again. <laughs>
0: All right, Peter went for That's the Way the Half-Man Half-Biscuit Crumbles. That was written by ATB. Yes.
3: Mm. Trumbly, bumbly. Oh, thank you, Peter.
0: Let's hear about this grave situation. Mm. Feel my wrath. Okay, oh, honest opinion. What did you dude. think? Pretty good wrath. That was written by The House, which ATB went for. That was good. I, genuinely I think did. you picked mine two in a row here, right? He didn't yeah. want to pick that one, remember? He wanted to pick the correct answer. Meaning that, once again, Andy Matthews is correct guessed, tending the wrong grave for 23 years. I think we might have gone exactly the same as round one. Where yes, that's right.
4: I Peter picked Al's,
0: mm-hmm. Al picked mine, <laughs> and he picked the correct one. <laughs> All right, we're up to question three. Whoa. This one comes from Danielle and Adam Osborne, and I love a, a, I love when a couple comes together to write a question. This they're nice. from Emsworth in the UK, and I th- also think that they're, as a couple, uh Fungi experts, because
3: all they they've written a bunch of questions that are all fungus related. Well, you know, mm. a lot of fungi experts pronounce it fungi. Oh, well. When, when I listened to a, a an, ex, uh, an episode of a podcast with fun, fungus experts, they all said <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all went yes, and and this kind of fungi. And you go, oh. you guys can't do that. <laughs> you can't be an expert and then change the mm. pronunciation of things. And I think a lot of scientists change the pronunciation of things to stop you from being. Able to make the joke gatekeeper stuff it's gatekeeper yeah. stuff so i hope you know if they're in mm. comunicado with you
0: mm.
3: yeah you know you go hey just on the download you guys fungi people yeah well i mean I, I reckon they'll be listening so you can ask them directly right now <laughs> hey just on the download you guys fungi people because if you are quit it
4: <laughs> <laughs> i just i want to know more about the podcast that I was listening to what that was it was is, in our time dishes it was ah. in our time on
3: fungus Funguses, fungi. Fun, fun, sorry, what, fun, what? Well, they do say they say fungus, but then they say fungi. You go, come on! It's got to it be the kill the fungi joke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Danielle and Adam asked the question: Which one of these is a type of edible fungi or fungi? Mm. So you're going to come up with a an edible fungi or fungi name. And while you're writing your answer, I'll let the audience know a bit more about this tune, or at least. Let me read the first few verses of the song. A mistake has been made. It's a fact they can't hide. Though I'm partly to blame, it cannot be denied. There ain't no use defending. It seems I've been tending the wrong grave for 23 years. A letter dropped onto my doormat one day, and I thought, I'll ignore that, it might go away. And I took up my shears to the place where for years I presumed my sweet darling had lain. Curse those in charge of plots. Curse those forget-me-nots. I've been sharing my innermost thoughts with an Edward McRae. I'm inconsolable and at times uncontrollable. Ah, but she wouldn't know because she's 200 metres away. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Another fact that, um, I, I don't think I noted down, but luckily I've got a mind like a still trap. Adam Leg wrote that they were once booked to do this big uh, music show, live music show, and they said we can't. out small-time local soccer club, football club is playing that night. And the TV... It was like Channel 4, one of the big stations, like, we'll helicopter you f- fr- to and from the game. And like, no, nah, we can't be distracted from the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real integrity. That's the real kind of bloody-minded, I don't care how much this sets me back. Yeah. I'm going to make this meaningless stand.
0: It isn't. It's so funny. Yeah. All right, the answers are in. Oh, my God. Here is question number three. Which of these is a type of edible fungi? Harry Bittercross. The nutty mud slurper. <laughs> chicken of the woods. <laughs> big boy fingers. <sighs> the crouching, crying grandma. Or hopeless Nigel. Mm, hopeless Nigel sounds delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now I the I'm always a little bit nervous that. Certain guests with certain sets of skills will know answers, and in this case, I'm like, there's a good chance Andy, an, a known forager, yeah, could know the name of this edible fungi. I don't, I don't forage. I don't forage. I'm, no, a known forager doesn't even yeah, forage. Treble, isn't it? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm thinking hard rubbish forager. Yes, yeah. correct. Andy likes garbage. <laughs>
3: nothing grown in nature oh no, yeah
2: there's plenty oh, of- I've probably picked up a few mattresses that have got a few <laughs> mushrooms
4: growing on them yeah and he's probably breathed in a few spores <laughs> in his day there's plenty of um, pine trees out your way.
2: There are, and there are, you can get the saffron milk cap, and you can get the uh, slippery jacks slippery around jacks. our place. Oh my god! But that I was a, not.
4: that was. They asked that question. The slippery
0: jack. The slippery jack. That was this couple asked. Really, that question. we had them growing
2: on our property. Wow. So look, maybe I know more about mushroom foraging than I, I knew. I like mean, to I know
0: more about you than you do. I'm gonna say the big man's fingers. Big man. Big boy fingers. Big boy fingers. Locking that infrared. Because for a lot Matthew. of
2: mushrooms are, seems like they're named after that, and they all look a bit like that, don't mm-hmm. they?
3: Big boy. Fingers. That sounds like something
4: you want to put in your mouth. Darn, <laughs> isn't
0: edible? I mean, <laughs> similar like in, in the banana world. There's lady fingers. Oh yeah, that's well, true. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna say the uh,
0: the Nigel, hopeless Nigel, mm-hmm. hopeless, hopeless Nigel. You're. I reckon this is the first time I've ever had where you have not asked for a repeat of the. Oh, we're very present.
4: No, you're, no, you're no. very I, present. I can say with uh, with confidence that that's you're the only looking. one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the final one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to go for chicken
3: of the woods chicken of the woods I mean
2: that's very good people love to name a food after (laughs) what it would be if it was a chicken yeah
3: Yeah, it's the, uh, you know, Jessica Simpson famously. It's uh, the chicken of the screen. The, the chicken of the sea, she said, is tuna. Yes, that's right. Chicken of the sea. Right. I can't remember what she asked, but. Yeah, well, I think the, about- the tuna was already called chicken of the sea.
2: Yeah, there was a brand of tuna called yeah. chicken of the sea.
4: Yeah. But she thinks tuna is chicken. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. What was, and, yeah. And camels are the deserts of the land or something. Was that, that it? Yeah, Cam- that's that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> Ships in the desert. Uh, yeah. This is her quote. Is this chicken that I have or is
0: this fish? She said, I know it's tuna, but it says chicken of the sea. And then she said, is that stupid? What is it called? Chicken by the sea or in the sea? I think these are all great questions. It's a bit
4: weird. I had some buffalo chicken before this podcast just to (gasps) peel back the curtains. And I don't know. What, you what I was eating. No, yeah. not at all.
0: It's a fish. It was tuna. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Harry Bittercross. That was written by Danielle and Adam, the power mm. fungi couple. They know what they're doing. Okay, the house. Funjupel. The funjupel. The Hey, If what? I have anything to do with it. <laughs> no,
5: okay.
0: <laughs> uh, the nutty <laughs> muddle slurper. Is that what I said before? The, the Nutty Mud Slurper? Yeah, that's what I corrected to something else. The Nutty Mud Slurper? That was Alistair Trumbly Birchall. Is that what you wrote? Very yeah, funny. I think so. Something like that.
3: Pretty mm.
5: good.
3: Thanks.
0: No, it was the Nutty Muddle Slurper, but I didn't say it right before. That's okay. I probably cost you a
3: point. There. Oh, mate. Oh, so Do you want so a pity so point? Many, eh? Would you like a pity point I don't, know, I don't need your pity okay. points.
2: Pete, Pete would have chosen that if you'd got that right. Uh, I, that's I what would, I mean.
3: I would take your pity points.
2: <laughs>
0: Peter, would you have chosen that if I got it right? If it was the last one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So you there's a pity point up for grandma no, if it's you okay, want. I'm okay. All right. Then we have the crouching, crying grandma. Andy Matthews wrote that one. Thank you. Which I think is okay. fantastic as yeah. well. Hopeless Nigel, which Pete went for (laughs) because it was last. That was the house. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nigel's one of my favourite names. (laughs) Try it up there with Greg and Gary. It's probably my only favourite name. It's not a G name. Really? Love Greg and all variations of, Mm -hmm. like my godfather's name, Gregon. It's probably the best. I think that's the superior Greg. Oh, I really. I think that's, I'd take that over Gregory I any bet day I think
2: your parents didn't even know him. They just went through the phone book and found <laughs> yeah. a guy called Gregon and Gregan. thought that's the one.
0: Gregon. Yeah. <laughs> what about Gregor? Just Gregor. Gregor's number two. Then yeah. Gregory, I guess. Yeah. Gregor Greg,
2: what? Yeah. I mean, Gregor sounds like you hadn't finished
0: choosing the name. But, but yeah, Gregon's Greg. the same. Gregon, Gregon, you Chris, know, Br- Bruce. Gregan Gregan Phil. Greg and Phil. and Phil. Oh, that were a big, yeah. Breakfast Radio (laughs) (laughs) ten. All right. Then we had Big Boy Fingers, which Andy went for. That was Peter
5: Thomas. Peter's on the board. Yes.
0: Sabu points. You sucked me
2: in with those Big Boy Fingers.
0: (laughs) You're weak for those Big Boy Fingers, aren't you? I I have a soft spot.
2: Mm. Can you picture what they look like?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really can. They have fingernails and they're a little bit bent. And that means... Alistair was right. It's chicken of the woods. Chicken Hello. of the woods. <laughs> so one point to the house, one point to Peter, and one point to Alistair Tromblay Birchall. Mm. Can you believe it? Meaning after three rounds, Peter's on one point, Andy's on two points, but out in front on three
3: points, it's Alistair tremblay Birchall in the house. Ooh. Man, this is time for me to get cocky, I think. I'm definitely going to win this. That's crazy because I really felt like I was winning. Yeah, you were. So messed up. You were pretty close. You were winning equal first with everybody uh. else. <laughs> All right. Question number four now.
0: This one comes from friend of the show and previous guest, David Astle from ABC mm. Radio. And his question is, the first mini golf course is thought to be the one built at St. Andrew's Golf Course in 1867. What was the reason it was built? The first mini golf course is thought to be the one built at St. Andrews Golf Course in 1867. What was the reason it was built? While you're writing your answers, here's a little more info about these mushrooms. According to Danielle and Adam, Chicken of the Woods is a fairly common mushroom in the UK with a solid meaty texture and a chicken flavor to some. It can be used as a chicken substitute as it tastes great in stir fries, casseroles, barbecued or grilled. Man. My mouth is watering. I freaking love a mushroom.
3: You're a big mushroom head. I love mu- I love a cooked mushroom,
0: especially. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know who's
0: who's eaten raw mushrooms? I know
3: people who love raw mushrooms, and yeah. I'll
0: have them in a sandwich occasionally. But cooked
3: mushrooms, mm-hmm. where they just get juicy you're and they soak about, it up. You're talking about those little button mushrooms. Oh, people yeah. eat that raw. Yeah, yeah. Would you get it like eat you know, just like a can of champignons?
0: Yeah, can of champignons to see a blockbuster film. Yeah. I know others are <laughs> popping corn. I'm popping shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle and Adam finished by saying it can be found growing in large tiers or tree trunks and stumps of deciduous trees between May and September. So next time in the UK, I'm definitely going to go for a forage, as my good friend Andy Matthews would often do. Mm. Hey, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
0: All right, the answers are in for question number four. The first mini golf course is thought to have been built at St. Andrews Golf Course in 1867. Actually, just six short years before the St. Kilda Football Club was formed. Really? (laughs) Is it St. Andrews or Stands? And they were short years that- They were back then, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to whip around the sun, (laughs) or however time works. Uh, So what was the reason this mini golf course was built? It was considered improper for women to lift their arms above shoulder height. (laughs) So putting was the only appropriate form of golf for them. That's the correct answer. Yeah, that's got I'm going to lock that in. <laughs> that's horrible. I'm quite serious.
2: Yeah. I'm locking that in right now. Okay. Oh,
0: yep. wow. I love that. Power. Yeah. The Butterbean Canning Factory had closed down and the idle hands of the town's youths were causing immense down-buggery. <laughs> 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 hmm. Hmm. <laughs> the main St. Andrews golf course was closed down as it was being used for army training. Oh, 18. What would that have been? The Boer World? The Boer what, what was the
2: it? The Boer World. The Boer World. 1867?
0: 1867, yeah. Yeah. Boer World. No, the
4: bull
2: no bull not the Boer World. Second
0: no. Boer World. <laughs> <bear laughs> <bear laughs>
2: they did the second <laughs> Boer World <wear> before <laughs> the first Boer World. It, t- <laughs> it was like BCE
0: like where <laughs> the numbers all right. counted I up. What maybe like Star Wars yet. Episode
2: 3. Yes, that's right.
0: Yes, Lucas had it. He he had all the Beauwos <laughs> blah, blah, <blahs laughs>
2: planned out, planned out before. Yeah, okay.
3: Beaufo, It
0: it That's got to be the greatest of the of the
3: war names, right?
0: Beauwos. Yeah, I think yeah. also good because
2: we don't really know what happened. So, even if like if we. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's like, I know a little <laughs> bit. We
2: have plausible deniability about how horrific it
0: was. So they're the first three options. Then you've got new laws passed by parliament meant only nobles and members of exclusive clubs could play on full-size courses. Mm-hmm. For the growing middle classes, the only place they were permitted to play was on a scaled course.
3: Okay. Oh, it's got Pete written all over it. <laughs> 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 what? Is there a word?
0: He's explaining
4: things. I, I resent that. <laughs>
3: no, <I'm just>
0: Parliament. <laughs> it's such a Pete-like word. It, is. <laughs> <I'm> just and, <laughs> it was just a length. I was just messing around. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. <laughs> and that was the same length of most of them. Anyway, an error in the planning stage meant that the contractors confused feet with fathoms. Mm. So, Andy, are you sticking with women c- couldn't lift their arms above shoulder height? Yeah. Pete, what are you thinking? The last one.
4: (laughs) He has a strategy. Oh, my God. I haven't read it out yet. (laughs) So much like Andy and his very bold statement about the first one, I'm going all in. I think yours is in in some ways
2: even more bold,
0: Pete. Or the final option, the club's president wanted a place to leave his kids while he played on the main course. Ah, That's... uh, One
4: hundred and ten percent, Matt.
0: Andy, you've locked in Mm. improper for women to lift their arms. Al, what are you thinking? I'm going to pick the one where they got the different sizes wrong. Oh, yeah. Confusing feet with fathoms. (laughs) That's perfect. Locking that in for ATB. (laughs) All right. Here's who wrote the answers. The Butterbean canning factory had been closed down and the youths were causing immense down buggery. That was ATB. <laughs> down now, buggery. Now, what does that mean?
2: I was I was really regretting my early decision until yeah. I heard the word down buggery. No, nah, Alistair's had his
3: hands all over this. What? I don't even know what down buggery means. <laughs> I've never heard. What does that mean? I don't oh, know. You just said. Yeah, I mean, I just I tried to create English sounding, you know, like something that you would <laughs> that you it would sounds, say in England. It Whoa, sounds it's, a lot worse than buggery.
0: Yeah. So your fatal flaw there was forgetting it. St. Andrews is in Scotland
3: you're right god mm. damn it it's really amazing. and you were born in Scotland so that's Jane a real buggery. kick in the teeth should have been Dune buggery
5: mm.
0: the main St. Andrews golf course was closed down as it was being used for army training that was the house that was a beautiful mm-hmm. ass yeah. one New laws passed by Parliament meant only nobles and members of exclusive clubs could play on full size courses. That was Peter. I thought it was fantastic. That was is that good. the one that yeah. Al yeah. picked? Really coherent. Uh, no, no, I think I picked a different one where the they, one, they got the size. size the size one of that Al calls. picked was where they confused feet with fathoms, which was written by Andy Matthews. Oh my gosh. <sighs> which is the kind of point that Andy's been craving
3: all along. I life. have,
2: although I was a, hoping it would be one of the funny ones, but I really no, got nothing.
3: But Andy's still got a big one. Thank A big one point. Good job. Thank you. Of course, that would
2: never happen because fathoms is, of course, a nautical measurement.
3: Oh, you should have said
0: furlongs. I should have. I was looking for a word that started with F, and that would have been perfect. Uh, The president... Of the course, wanted a place to leave his kids while he played on the main course. Peter picked that. That was the house. Oh, no. Which means that, Andy Matthews, your instinct was correct. It was considered improper for women to lift their arms above shoulder height, so putting was the only appropriate form of golf for them. I knew it.
2: I knew it, and that's because that's a value that I still hold. Who who did you knew it with? Alistair Trombolo burchell (laughs) and my good friend Peter Thomas.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So that means after four rounds, here is the score. Peter is on one point. Alistair trombley birchell is on three points. Oh but out God. in front, it's Andy in the house on four points each. <gasps> it's good to be what? here. It's what I would call truly anyone's game. Mm, truly. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's staying in. All right. Three questions to go. Here's question number five. Oh <laughs> this one comes from lucky twos from sydney's neutral bay hi lucky <laughs> and Locky's question is and this is one that you may well know depending on the movies you've watched recently what was the name of jason statham's character in the bank job what was the name of jason statham's character in the bank job while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the St. Andrews Ladies Putting Club, which it's known as. (laughs) According to Hannah Holden writing for the National Club Golfer, the first women's single-sex golf club was opened in 1867. The St. Andrews Ladies Putting Club, now known as the Himalayas, uh, it's known as that because it's very hilly. At the time, it was considered improper for women to lift their arms above shoulder height, so putting was the only appropriate form of golf for them. Scottish judge Lord Moncrief, and just straight off the bat, you're like, this guy's about to say something that's real cool. (laughs) Scottish judge Lord Moncrief suggested that women should drive the ball no further than 70 or 80 yards. I love it. A real, like, just, where do we draw the line here? What's ladylike?
2: Hmm. But also I love that he said, they should drive it no further than 70 or 80. But like what's, what does it in the 70 to 80 yard gray
0: zone? Oh yes.
2: lady-ish.
0: Yes. Uh, so he said they shouldn't drive the ball further than 70 or 80 yards, <coughs> stating that the posture and gest- this is a quote, the posture and gestures required for a full swing are not particularly graceful when the player is clad in female dress. So yeah, at first it seems unreasonable, mm, but then you hear mm. him, you'll, you you'll, hear him out. He, I mean, he's a judge, yes. so you got to listen to the full reasoning. The more you speak, the more you make sense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, grace is important. Mm. <laughs>
4: That's one of my top three. <laughs> but look, couldn't he just be an advocate for non-gendered dressing? I mean, what he's really saying yes is that the mm. the clothing the women are expected to wear actually at the time quite is actually quite progressive, quite. Constraining and stops them from doing, for stops them from one playing Mm. golf properly, Mm. and that what we really should be doing is not adhering to gender stereotypes uh, for for dress, especially in this case for sport. So what you're saying is that Judge Lord Moncrief is what a feminist looks like.
2: That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. I agree,
0: and he
4: makes no apologies for that.
2: Answer (laughs) actually, if it's okay. For The next round, I okay. can't find any <laughs>
0: apologies that he's made for that. He never apologized, <laughs> so therefore, he makes no apologies for that. I think he's actually a feminist icon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have him all,
3: on all my feminist iconography, yes.
0: There, there's a picture Scottish of him. judge, Lord Moncrief. Mm-hmm. I put him up there with well, who's your favorite feminist icon? Uh, let's see, uh, Lizzo. Mm. <laughs> She's yeah? one of the top ones currently. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I haven't been checking the news, but I think she's still number one. Yeah, she's up there. Who's your favourite
4: feminist? Uh, d- <laughs> 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 Let's say. Um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. yeah.
0: I think it's four men doing a podcast. Absolutely. There's no one in a better position to make this call. Cool. Andy, for you? Well, I think it's right that we
2: should be put on the spot like this. And, and because you're willing to do this, actually, I'm going to say you, Matt Stewart, you're my number one feminist icon because you're willing to hold men to account. Okay, Andy, I really and appreciate that. And I haven't seen that.
0: any women in here tonight willing to do that. No. And Andy, I love that you said it cuz I agree. <laughs> I you are also I'm also my favorite famous <laughs> Anyway. And you, you only strengthen my resolve to do so. Uh, no, I I am the one who's I'm saying lean in, Matt. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, take yeah. up space. <laughs> yeah, sure. And let the people know, yes, you are a feminist icon. Yeah. I'm probably I am honestly one of the biggest feminists I know. <laughs> I tell women to lean in all the time. <laughs> all right, so the answers are in. Speaking of feminist icons, here's question number five. What was the name of Jason Statham's character in the bank job? Here are your options. Terry Leather. Oh, that's really good. Jason statement. <laughs> Derek Deep (laughs) Dish Hartley Bing Fingers McGrubbins Jr (laughs) Vault Check Draw (laughs) Or
5: Chris
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay Okay, so It's possible that these were all Well, I haven't seen his whole Discography, but...
4: Or oh, look, he's been Child the transporter. Um, was he Agent 57? No, is that someone else? Uh, he was the mechanic. The mechanic? Yeah, he was the guy whose heart couldn't stop. Or crank. The crank. The crank.
0: He was Christmas at the cranks.
5: Mm.
4: The crank
0: anchors. <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> the New York crankies. Mm-hmm. That was him, I think.
2: Mr. Cranky, the Christmas poo?
0: I think he was Mr. Cranky, the Christmas poo as well. Hmm. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't get a lot of respect for it, but he has actually done a lot of it. let's think about this.
2: It's called Jason's Statement. It sounded silly Mm. when we heard it. But if you remember, the movie is called The Bank Job. Yes. Right? And banks release statements, Mm -hmm. bank statements. Oh, my gosh. I think it could be a very interesting piece of intertextual sort of commentary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm
0: going to choose Jason's Statement. Okay, Jason's Statement (laughs) for Andy Matthews. I'm going to go with Leather. Leatherman. Terry Leather. Terry, Le- Terry Leather. Terry Leather. Terry Leather. Hello, I'm Terry Leather. Do you want me to try it in <laughs> yeah, Statham? Yeah, you do all the voices. Okay. And- mm-hmm. yeah. But I'll lock that in uh, temporarily No, no, because no, this yeah, might yeah. change your answer. Of course it will. But- and I'll do it like he did in the Meg where he says, Hello, I'm the Meg. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I think <laughs> that's what he says. Hello, <laughs> I'm Terry Leather. Hello, I'm Jason Statement. Hello, I'm Derek Deepdish. Hello, <laughs> I'm Artie Bingfingers McGrubbins Jr. Hello, I'm Volt Check Draw. Hello, I'm Chris. That's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, really I don't know helps. if it's what he sounds like, but I've now forgotten what he sounds
2: like as a result of that. My brain <laughs> Oh, no, I think that's reasoned. spot on, actually. Yeah. Perfect.
0: To get me in the note of it, I realised a while ago mm. isn't even it's someone responding to him because my favourite quote of his isn't even his where he goes he says something like you want sugar to flat top or brick top yeah. in he says, I'm sweet enough. enough. He says, no thanks, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. Yeah, but that's not even him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I realised that I chose maybe a bit hastily. Cause
4: statement <laughs> is a bit bank thing, but so is a check draw. Oh yes. I'm going to say that one then. I'm going to say Terry check draw. Terry um, vault check vault draw. check draw vault check draw. It's not even the last one. Andy, no. yeah. Oh, okay. Chris was the
0: final one. Are you sure you don't want to lock in Chris? Uh, I bet
4: it's... But no, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to say the same one that Andy did because that's my... You're doing pretty well so far.
0: <laughs> Jason's statement,
2: are you sure? This what is it? the time
4: you want to all this bold new strategy. What, okay, what did Al
0: say? <laughs> Al said Terry Lever. Terry Lever. You going with Terry Lever? I'd like to go with Terry Lever. All right, locking in Terry Lever right. for Peter Thomas. <laughs> new toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry... <laughs> I think it, I don't know if they actually say it, but I, me and Dave Warnicky love riffing Cockney-ish. <laughs> you shut your lid, you toilet. I don't know if they talk like that, but I I, I like sure. it if they do. Of yeah. course. Shut your lid, you toilet. It's pretty good, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. You yeah. can imagine that they oh, would yeah. say something like that. Yeah. You shut your lid, you biro. Uh, who's got your your off in the mud, you pig? <laughs> <laughs> Who changed your RAM, you Dell computer? <laughs> that sort of stuff.
4: Yeah. So, All right. I'm so, picking Al's one. <laughs> Terry Weber.
0: All right, here's who wrote the answers.
4: Chris. That was Peter Thomas.
0: That's really good <laughs> The only reason why he couldn't pick the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris was Peter's. vault check drawer. <laughs> that was ATBs. Very
3: good. No, now, what, what
0: was your process there?
3: Uh, you know what? It, it felt like a mess because- but I spent a bit of time trying to think of some bank words. And you got three. <laughs> yeah. I got three and then but then I didn't check drawer didn't come through in
2: the way that I hoped. That I it was wasn't so. even thinking vault in the way that you were meaning vault. I was thinking vault electric. C O L T. Ah. I thought I was quite clever when I made a, the check drawer
0: connection. But it was all in there. It's all in there. Hartley Bingfingers McGrubbins Jr., that was Andy Matthews. Uh, I really thought I'd get you with that. <laughs>
3: Derek Deep Dish, that was the house. It sounded like a Boston kind of pizza sort of Yeah, Chicago, Chicago. yeah. Yeah, I was worried that
0: you might have picked that up. (laughs) Jason's statement can't be the correct answer. Jason's statement, that was Lockie, a.k.a. the house. Hello, I'm Jason's statement, meaning... The correct answer was Terry Lever. Yes. ACB and Pete gets a point there. I'm very happy
2: for you both. The house gets a
0: point there due to Andy Matthews picking Jason's statement. Hello, I'm Jason's statement. You must be a megalodon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're up to the penultimate question. Here's question number six. It comes from Travis Alexander from Gulfport in Mississippi. Travis's question is, what happened in South Africa on September the 9th, 2009? What happened in South Africa on September the 9th, 2009? While you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about Terry Lever. Terry Lever was ranked fifth in a vulture listicle ranking Jason Statham's most deranged character names. That was the title of the article. (laughs) And personally, I think it was ripped off. So I went through all of them and uh, I reckon it, I reckon... Honestly, Terry Lever is the best one. These are the ones he was beaten by. So Terry Lever, number five. Four, Turkish. who's a great one. No, thanks, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. Bacon, Lee Christmas, and the number one was Cevcelios. Hello, I'm Jelios. I mean, they're all great, but surely Terry Lever is the number one. According to the Vulture article, the bank job is loosely based on a true story. None of the perpetrators have ever been definitively identified, though. So when it came to naming duties, the screenwriters of the bank job had creative license. For the soul of the earth, tough yet tender family man who leads the gang, they went with Terry Lever, which I think they frickin' nailed. All right. (laughs) The answers are in for question number six. What happened in South Africa on September the 9th, 2009? The Nanny began airing in the country for the first time, <laughs> becoming a huge hit. <laughs> yes, yeah. That must have been quite a few years later. I mean, it's not a surprise. No. no. I mean, it's a stone cold classic.
3: The fact that it became a hit, not a surprise, but geez, they... A well, bit late. Searching for Sugarman is all about how you know, they found, <laughs> mm. you know, uh, something mm. that other people didn't necessarily...
0: But you know watch. what they ruled out of that documentary? Well, also big in Australia. Was we'll he? Yeah, he was big in Australia and South Africa, but they just omitted that from the documentary. I simplified the narrative. But was that because
3: so many South Africans came to to Perth? Yes.
0: <laughs> the Prime Minister became disoriented walking off the stage after a speech to open a new frozen goods factory and stepped into a large upright refrigerator full of sugar snap peas. That was a different sugar man
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sugar snap, man. Sugar Urging snap, man. For sugar snap peas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Victoria Beckham visited Cape Town as part of the press tour for Angels and Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating the ninth of the 909. Was the... she
2: in that film?
0: <laughs> well, I think that's I irrelevant.
2: Mean, I don't see what that's got to do with <laughs> anything.
0: Celebrating the 9th of the ninth the president pardoned nine death row criminals chosen at random.
2: Oh, that's fun! I love that! I love that spirit of chaos.
0: President Jacob Zuma slowly sipped a frosty beer on live TV, or a pigeon raced against the internet,
4: and the pigeon won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to go first. <gasps>
5: New wow, you... I mean, yeah, I forget
4: everything you thought you knew about these <laughs> peak three peak guys on this show. Yeah. I'm trying out new strategies every time. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> yeah. but, um, that's been his strategy the whole time. the about right. new strategy of all. The okay. first strategy
3: is whatever strategy he came up with. The second strategy, stick <laughs> to the same strategy <laughs> as the last strategy. <laughs> Third strategy, stick to the same strategy and stuck <laughs> the with first the first two, two strategies. strategies. That's a new
5: strategy. <laughs> Technically...
4: I'm going to go with the sip of beer one. Sip of beer. That's All right. very
2: good. I am sip going to choose. Alistair. Oh, would you like to go first, Alistair? Are you trying to Strat- I beg your piece? pardon.
4: I went first. Mm. Oh. Yeah. How dare you Yeah, but first out of us. <laughs> oh, okay, I suppose. Sorry. Sorry, Al. I was going to say Sugar Snap
3: peas but ninth of the ninth. I'm going to go with the nine. <laughs> this evening, the nine people. I'm going to go the pigeon race to the internet.
0: All right, so ATB for celebrating ninth <sighs> and ninth. Andy Matthews going for pigeon race. Why does the
3: pigeon racing the internet trigger something in my brain? <laughs> it actually does. Anyway, I'm still you going. Your You're night, try, I'm going mind. It's not too late. To be honest, I think it's sugar snap peas, but I'm going with ninth and ninth. I mean, <laughs> why? A strategy could be to go
0: for the one you think is right. <laughs>
4: Nine peop- nine people didn't die.
0: Okay, sugar snap right. peas. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to play no, no, no. the game, but I'm going with sugar snap peas. Okay, all right. Here's who wrote the answers. The nanny began airing in the country for the first time, becoming a huge hit. That was actually Travis Alexander. Okay, the house. Very Ooh, good. Generous. Good, good fact. Travis just working his way into my heart. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we waited till 09. to I be. I think we had fast tracked from the <laughs> United States <laughs> before they even cared about it, if they ever did. <laughs> it
2: was an on, a- on an aeroplane. Uh, just the nanny and donor hearts for dying children
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, on the Concord. Celebrating the 9th of the ninth oh nine, 9, pardoning 9 death row criminals chosen at random. That was the house.
3: Oh, that was, yeah. That would have wow.
0: been really good, though. I thought me spotting that little pattern in the date was
3: pretty good. It that's why I, that's, that's why I was going to pick it. it I couldn't believe it. I couldn't it believe it was there. <laughs> Wide open for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Victoria Beckham visited Cape Town as part of the press tour for (laughs) Angels and Demons. That was Peter Thomas. That's really funny, (laughs) Was she involved at all? No.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Not that I know. (laughs) But tell you what, if you've got a chance, if you've got a spare two and a half hours, don't watch (laughs) (laughs) Angels. Okay. Okay. Dude, spend some time (laughs) with your family. Know, if you've got a spare
2: $2.5 million, book Victoria Beckham for your next press jacket. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you're selling.
4: And if you've got a spare uh, $53 million, mm-hmm. um, don't make eight angels and demons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Prime Minister becoming disorientated, walking off the
0: <gasps> stage, landing in the sugar snap peas, etc. Al went for that. That was Andy Matthews. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That was great, Andy. You
3: Thank did you. really good.
0: President Jacob Zuma slowly sipped a frosty beer on live TV. Peter went for that. That was ATB.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Very good. It's
0: wonderful. <laughs> it does seem like the sort of thing that could get broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning? The In correct- a country
2: without a functioning democracy. Sure. You
0: know? Do
3: they not have one of them? I think they do, yeah. I think
0: they the do wild thing form. about that is I'm pretty sure they are ruled by presidents. So I was almost going to correct Prime Minister to President. Maybe they have both. Some, mm. con- some countries do, don't I think they? I, I wrote know. President. No, but yeah. in mine,
4: I believe I okay. said Prime the Minister. The one you guessed Look, said oh, Prime Minister. Oh, did it? Fuck, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, I up, actually looked up, yeah. I looked up what year Angels and Demons came out. <laughs> and it was 2009. So you guys really need to lift your I game. think I actually <laughs> met
0: you three in 09. Really? I huh. definitely met Al and Andy in 09. And I'm pretty sure I would have met. Because you were living with Andy at the time, I reckon. Probably, Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ah, fun fact. I wonder if it
3: happened on 0909. Imagine. <laughs>
0: that,
3: are you Jason Statham? We can probably find that. Imagine. that. 090909.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
5: <laughs> well, well. Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that means the correct answer is a pigeon race against the internet and the pigeon won. Yes. So two points for Andy and one point for ATB that round. Meaning, <laughs> did you
3: remember this event?
2: No, no, not at all. But it seemed like the sort of thing that somebody would have done as a stunt to prove that the internet was slow.
0: Oh my God, so that is. So you're like,
2: you put a USB on a oh chicken, my God. up a chicken's oh. butthole. Yes. And then you, <laughs> yes, That's I'm a exactly correct right. word for word Apart so from the far. butthole. <laughs> yeah. And then you have it fly
0: across the city to transport a certain number of gigabytes. Yeah. Yes, that Not is exactly gosh. what happened. Uh, so score update with one round to go. Peter's on two points. ATB in the house on five points. But out in front now on six points is Andy Matthews. Okay. Here but uh, leading into the final round, off. it's uh, triple points. Meaning it is truly yo. anyone's game. Peter, that's right. You are still within an absolute sniff here. You could get nine points in this final round. (laughs) Leaping to the front. Here's the final question. We always finish with a movie synopsis question. And the final question this week comes from Joff from Colac. What is the synopsis of the film Chicken Park? What is the synopsis of the film Chicken Park? While your answers are being written, here's some more information about the pigeon race. According to the BBC, they wrote an article at the time, quote, A Durban IT company pitted an 11-month-old bird armed with a 4-gigabyte memory stick against the ADSL service from the country's biggest web firm, Telcom. The idea for the race came when a member of staff at Unlimited IT complained about the speed of data transmission on ADSL. He said it would be faster by carrier pigeon, quote, We renown ourselves on being innovative, so we decided to test that statement, Unlimited's Kevin Rolfe told the Beald newspaper. Winston the pigeon took off from unlimited IT's call center in the town of Howick to deliver the memory stick to the firm's office in Durban. According to Winston's website, there were strict rules in place to ensure he had no unfair advantage. Bit of fun here, including bird seed must not have any performance enhancing seeds within. The firm said Winston took one hour and eight minutes to fly between the offices and the data took another hour to upload onto their system. Mr. Rolfe said that the adsl transmission of the same data size was about four percent complete at the same time so the pigeon frickin' smashed it hundreds of south africans followed the race on social networking sites facebook and twitter winston is over the moon mr Off said he's happy to be back at the office and is now just chilling with his friends meanwhile Telkom defensively said it could not be blamed for the slow broadband services at the durban based company saying Several recommendations have in the past been made to the customer, but none of these have to date been accepted. That was from Telcom's Troy Hector. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All All right. right. Answering for the final question. What is the synopsis of the film Chicken Park? (sighs) While collecting eggs from a coop, Esther has the arteries in her legs pierced by her vicious chickens, causing her to fall and begin bleeding out. Can she commando crawl out the gate and let the hungry fox in to stop those hangry hens, or will she be pecked into peril? Wow, so that's a feature-length film? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> I think yeah, it might have been, it. maybe it was Mumblecore. Mm. <laughs> I understand that genre. Yeah. A fictional biography where the life of Peter Brinksworth and his family, who become overnight millionaires after his chicken salt invention, takes over fish and chip shops across Australia. So, throughout the film, Peter must avoid the mafia who are trying to eradicate chicken salt, seeing it as a threat to traditional meals. <laughs> Sorry, the Mafia. The Mafia. Okay. Or the Mafia, would Does, you say? I yeah. Yeah. No, no, I was, of- Now
2: I know what you're talking okay. about. Thank you.
0: Hmm.
2: The existence of of chicken salt imply the existence of chicken
5: pepper? <laughs>
0: <laughs> At the Chicken Park Hotel, an old man sits in the foyer, struggling to break the crust on his creme brulee. While around him, we see vignettes of the eccentric residents engaging in affairs and intrigue. The film was described by Roger Ebert as almost unbearably French. <laughs> Not quite, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An Italian parody of Jurassic Park, <laughs> in which a disgraced fighting cock breeder, Vladimiro's chicken, is stolen while he is in the Dominican Republic <laughs> for a cockfight. He immediately begins trying to get it back. During his search, he discovers a secret compound where a mad scientist wants to use the breeder's best rooster to create the perfect race of genetically modified giant chickens.
2: Sure, yeah, so cool.
0: A deep dive documentary where six vegan activists go undercover to infiltrate two of America's largest breeding farms that supply a majority of the birds used at KFC, Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. Hoping to uncover severe animal cruelty... The group are surprised to find that the farmers have been abiding by the Animal Welfare Act and providing the chickens with a safe and enjoyable environment to grass in. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they still put it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and the food is delicious, by the way. (laughs) They are shocked to discover. It's healthy and tasty. It was
0: weird. It was funded by Chick-fil-A. It's strange, but yeah. Well, finally, set post-Berlin Wallfall in St. Petersburg, Chicken Park is the story of two Beatles-obsessed sisters creating an American fried chicken-themed dentistry practice.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've got the wow. woman trying to make it out of the chicken coop. Mm. Mm-hmm. You've got the fictional biography of the chicken salt man. Mm. You've got the Chicken Park Hotel, the... Almost unbearably French movie, you know, those little vignettes. You got the Italian parody of Jurassic Park with the cockfighter and the mad scientist. Deep dive documentary with the six vegan activists. Or you've got the post Berlin wall fall in St. Petersburg with the Beatles' obsessed sisters.
2: Ay, 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 ay. I mean, I feel these are all insane. And I feel (laughs) that there are only two possibilities. I love Maybe
0: that. amongst all of it, and I have to choose between them. I love what. Can you do you want to rule go down to the two, or would that be think
2: too it, much? Away? I'm going to choose the um, Jurassic Park parody.
3: All right, locking that in for Andy. Andy, what's the other one that's viable so that I can pick it? I'm not going to tell you. All right. Well, then I'm also going to pick the Jurassic Park parody. All right.
2: Wow. He's playing a very safe game, very close to his chest. But does that mean that if I am right? Yeah, it means that uh, he can't nothing,
0: beat you. He can't changes. beat me. But what do you He can't think, Pete? beat me. Right. Well, unless, so, unless, Pete unless Pete picks mine. Unless, unless Pete, Pete goes picks first. yours, yeah, then you're really right. going
2: all in on this. I love, well,
0: that's a good point. I haven't
4: even considered that. <laughs> what are you thinking, Pete? Well, I'm going to choose um, Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I'm going to choose the uh, the 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 one that Roger Ebert called um, unbearably chicken. Okay, <laughs> unbearably French. French. So sorry, your... unbearably French.
2: Mm. Very chicken themed episode today.
0: Yeah, has it? What chicken else?
2: of the sea. Yes. Chicken of the woods. Oh, that's chicken true. Chicken of the French hotel.
0: Well, Alexei Tolliopoulos once said that this is a very bird-focused podcast, <laughs> and I said, "What are you talking about?" And I feel like I don't I have said, the what chicken, are you chicken legs squawking about.
2: <laughs> That's my catchphrase. <laughs> what
0: are
3: you squawking about?
0: <laughs> Look who's squawking now! I said to him, and he said, "What?" And I said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> Alright, let's go through who wrote the answers. While collecting eggs from her coop, Esther had the arteries <laughs> in her leg pierced by the vicious chickens, tried to make it out, couldn't. Or could she? That was Alistair Tromblo Birchill. Hello. I was tantalized <laughs> by this synopsis really? yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean it's actually terrifying. I think that's one of my few fears is having the legs in by, the, the arteries in my yeah, legs. It's seven.
3: based
4: off a real news story I read once.
3: That happened to the person. Yeah. A I, think a person she actually, I think she may have actually passed away, but I don't know what she was called.
4: I was about to say that Andy lives a life of few fears then. Mm -hmm. But now that I know that's true, I'm I'm with you, Andy. Every waking moment.
0: Set post Berlin Wallfall, which is just, uh, to me, that was enough to pick. (laughs) Beautiful. But no one did. That was Peter Thomas. (laughs) Might have lost him at American fried chicken themed dentistry practice. (laughs) That's when you gained me. (laughs) That was everything. Every part of that. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm all in here. Uh, deep Dive Documentary Where Six Vegan Activists Go Undercover That was Joff Okay, The Harry funny Pretty good Joff also wrote the one About chicken salt And the mafia <laughs> yeah, Coming for him Sure <laughs> Then we had So one, well, one or two of you Are correct Pete went for the one About them Almost unbearably French Yep That was Andy Matthews oh. Meaning the correct answer Was the Italian parody Of Jurassic Park So Andy and Al Both get Three points there and another three points to Andy. Won't give too much away while well, I'm
4: tabulating the scores. I've got my the fingers two. crossed because I... Th- I,
2: I, I, I got a good feeling about, a, about this. i <laughs> got a real good feeling about this.
0: Uh, it, on IMDb, this film has got a 2.6 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> and wow. a review on the website Simkey. It was hard to find much about it, so I had to go to a so called Simkey. Reads Self appointed parody of Jurassic Park with the Adams family thrown in for some ill advised good measure is so screamingly unfunny and aggressively inept
4: that it actually gets difficult to stop
5: watching.
4: <laughs> you know that IMDB, they won't let you search for lower rankings than something like five or six. Oh, so if you're trying to sort by a certain category, you can't get to the number one like, wow!
5: Because
4: mm. I've been trying to find. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a contest um, to try and find the lowest rated movie. O- yeah. Which now Chicken Park really oh, is. Oh, like, like, we an might advantage.
0: have helped you yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to show you a short clip that's on Simkey from the film. It goes for about a minute and a half. It seems to be chopped out at random. Um, the listeners will be able to hear what it's saying. But if you want to describe what you're seeing, okay, great. So there's a man who looks like a postman, maybe in
2: a
4: in a forest, he's small unf- wood. He's uncertain. He's yeah. running off. So what oh, have to no tree. Oh, Got an interesting. I think looking he might tray. need to relieve himself. Oh, oh he's, yes, he's peeing, and he's on, aiming high as well. You know, Which
3: the I tree has the, the texture of kind of what would be like a palm tree. Or something like that But now it's starting to move uh, And it's a big chicken foot It's actually a, a pretty good chicken foot Like
2: the animatronic to do that huge chicken foot Very impressive But there's a huge
4: chicken looming over him He took the time to shake He's his penis uh, Before away. he ran off
2: And now it's just footage of a chicken <laughs> Walking <laughs> through
4: some grass
2: Yeah Some perspective tricks maybe Yeah maybe I mean, I mean if, if,
3: if you consider that Tricky. This is where it gets you know, weird. Oh, two, two big oafs. Very. Just big what them. are they being
4: directed to do here? I don't think they're oafy. They, this, this is where it gets weird. Buff to me. looking. Yeah, well, they look like
0: they're bodybuilders. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've accosted him. They're wearing. Now they're punching
3: him in his stomach, but it doesn't affect him. Well, now he's <laughs> nothing, nothing. stopping to show off his muscles. No, no. Yeah, no, he's just, just flexing. The yeah. movie
0: maker dubbed it himself into English. No, that's too
3: much. Yeah, he's saying, no, uh, that's
0: too much. he
2: seems to be overwhelmed Help by the how buff they are,
3: and now we're seeing—he's got a ring that looks like a like oh, a, I'm very a wizard's hat. Oh, ah, yeah. who is this This is guy the Richard. In Richard Attenborough, Written, Richard parody. Attenborough character, yeah, <laughs> He's kind of, in so the white of safari a... sort of suit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and coming out of a, like a, so that, a a locomotive car that has the head of a chicken at the front. <laughs> of the Is engine. that not the
0: and that it just ends?
4: Yeah, that's the little bit they decided to clip out. Sorry, sorry, that was the trailer for the film. I guess it I didn't even know. mention the name of the film. It was missing very, quite a lot. Very of things. strange. It wasn't a lot to go on, uh, but I liked
2: it. I Yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, mean, I found it almost unbearably French.
4: Would you give it two, <laughs> two and a half stars? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Out of five.
0: <laughs> sorry. I don't know what that meant. Like, do, do you know when I said there was someone mentioned the Addams Family? This is the poster for it. Oh, yeah. It seems to have um, a parody of the Addams Family on there. So it's very clearly a Jurassic Park parody mashed up somehow with the Addams Family. Hmm, It's an odd one. Yeah, interesting. But to me, that's cinema. (laughs) I don't know enough to say otherwise. All right, so final score check. And please hang around for the outtakes. Potentially, it will go for as long as the episode this week. So here are the scores. First timer in fourth place here on two points. Peter Thomas. (laughs) Pete Thank you Congratulations. so much. What, what I, do you need to tell people about, Pete? Apart from checking out your book with Andy?
4: Well, I think that's that's number one. Um, yeah. If you're interested in some of the things that I draw, maybe some of the podcast logos that I do, I'm currently working on a new logo or at least an update to the Do Go On logo. Um, so Do Go On fans... Which can, of the... Can you give us a hit he- heads up on which of the members of the Do Go On cast has been fired from the podcast? <laughs> well... Look, we're going to be taking in all of the things you like about Do Go On. Um, We're going to be changing it so it's going to feature the Do Go On uh, pentagram. Um, (laughs) It's going to also feature a reoccurring character on Do Go On, Um, Papa Smurf. Yes. uh, Smoking a bong. (laughs) And, and of course, the the slogan for Do Go On, which is um, all class, no ass. Yeah. And and so that's going to be a sort of banner draped over the top. Right. There'll be some cherubs and fireworks and things like that. But, Calvin I mean, peeing. It's Yeah, and Calvin will be peeing on it as well. Yeah, great. It, it, it's still in development, so I don't, uh, you know, you can look out for that uh, maybe in the next uh, three, or three to four years.
0: In third place on five points, it's The House. Congratulations, uh, if, House. Thank you so much. Does The House have anything to plug? Well, if you want to see The House live, we're coming to Brisbane to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at the Good Chat Comedy Festival at the start of September, which is what? two three weeks away would love to see you there also doing a stand-up show with Dave Warnicky, previous guest on this very show oh my gosh Alistair was gonna come too but he decided against it yeah which brings me to
3: in second place on eight points it's Alistair Tromblay Birchall. oh my gosh well I should promote um, I do a podcast called Two in the Think Tank and you could listen to that and uh, fellow guest Andy Matthews is on that oh wow great and I also released some episodes of Shusher Guided Meditations if you wanna download that podcast if you wanna be sure to sleep, if you want to be shushed to sleep or shushed to wake, oh, you can shush at either end of the sleep. You can yeah. shush, you can shush anybody in
0: any uh conscious state of consciousness. Does anyone shush on loop throughout the night so they shush at either end? Yes, yeah, some people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Great, <laughs> that means way out in front <laughs> on 12 points. The winner this week Lordy. is Andy Matthews. Thank you so
2: much. <laughs> I'd oh, also yeah. like to take the opportunity to plug uh, Alistair's podcast, to in the think tank. And, and Peter's he, book and and Peter's book,
3: <laughs> Gustavo and Henry, and also it's in, available in Spanish as uh, Gustavo Irieta. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's right. If you're for if, if our Spanish listeners, yeah, you can pick up um Gustav and really? Henry. Really, get up in the United States that's as well right. from Red Comet oh, Press. It's, all, it's still sick. called Gustavo
4: and Henry there. It is, yes.
0: Um, despite our requests, and yeah, no, it's uh, it's all over the world. So cool. Please check it out. But that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, hang around, like I say, for probably quite a lengthy outtake section. Uh, and is there anywhere, anything else you need to tell people before we go? They can find you online if they search you by mm. your names. Yeah, and you can probably, probably still Peter find the old
2: uh, Wing Attack Facebook group oh, or yeah. something that you yeah. could join if you like.
0: <laughs> and let's bring it back. I want to see Wing Attack at Melbourne International Comedy mm. Festival 2025.
4: Mm. Wow. That gives you quite a bit of time. Yeah, to figure no, it we out. could really a bit work of it out. Notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please give us a five-star review or tell your friends or any of those sort of things. Spread the word. That'd be nice. No pressure. And cheers for tuning in to Who Knew With Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. (laughs) Goodbye.
2: (laughs) I'll see you later. Hey, you toilet.
0: Remember when we dropped you home to record a... A primate? Yeah, that's right. We recorded one on the road. Who, what was Hang the, I dropped you off? Yeah. And I was just sort of, I had
3: the mic between my legs yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> I'd like to go and listen to that episode. It feels like it's got... Yeah, that's a nice little time capture one. An episode it's on legs. the move. Yeah, it's got wheels. That. It's, it's got it wheels. It.
0: I was reminded of it because... Arnie Donna do some running joke about they're the only podcast that's ever done something. They did a series in a car. And mm. people go, Matt actually did a primates in a car? <laughs> like like they were being serious? There's actually been one before a podcast in a car before. <laughs> actually, it was
2: Matt's. But that's the only one. So I could see how you could good <laughs> yeah. at that. Only one time that happened.
3: RDO, mate. This is my RDO. RDO. RDO.
0: RDO. RDO. R-D-O. <laughs> R-D-O. is my RDO. right. RDO—that's an acronym for radio.
4: So we've been recording for data 10
5: on this whole time.
4: No, oh my god, that's nothing. This is the show. Notorious RDO.
2: VIG. Mm. <laughs> we <laughs> We changed it to RDO, and the similarity there is the number uh- of letters.
3: R-O-D That's the Notorious Rod mm. <laughs> Notorious
0: Rod That's good stuff
5: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Yeah, we're getting a little away from the source material here The R D O. Incredible <laughs> falling away
3: <laughs> Incredible R-D- R-O-D Incredible Rod
5: <laughs>
0: How you feeling? Happy to get going?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the riffs are
2: almost, if anything, too coherent Yeah, yeah. If you've ever looked at a podcast
4: logo and thought, I wish this logo could talk, Mm. well, that's what Pete is here for today. That's right. I am the talking podcast logo. (laughs) And... The talking podcast <laughs> logo. It's actually, it's it's a good thing that you can't see me because it's quite disconcerting. <laughs> it, it is. It's it like doesn't of, look anything like a podcast logo. Yeah,
3: but it's like one of those AI things where they've just animated the mouth or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. He <laughs> is 2D. Yeah,
4: and so yeah. if you look at, yeah, I'm 2D, so if you look at me from the side, I, I'm completely flat and you yes. can't see anything. Mm.
0: Mm. That's disconcerting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, but, but it'd be a great... If they reboot The X-Files, it would be great to have one of the villains be a, a podcast logo mm. because it, it would be able to get into all these concealed spaces
0: oh, by sliding yeah. in
2: sideways by being two-dimensional. Mm. And imagine how easily it could, you know, slice somebody's head off or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So if... Uh, what show are you talking about? The X-Files. X-Files. Everybody if, if the X-Files, X-Files guy is here, Yeah, listening. Listening. If he's yeah. here. If he's here. <laughs> in the room. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. If you're here, mm-hmm. I reckon that's a good one uh pete can i just double check you've submitted the answer hi
4: <laughs> are you just greeting me or is that are you locking that in i was just testing that out okay great and normally i um I, I do write it like a letter so that okay. was very very casual mm. it should be hi apostrophe how are you <laughs> i hope this message finds you well Full stop yep. Hi apostrophe <laughs> high apostrophe <laughs> you mean comma <laughs> I hate to proofread. Yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a ground apostrophe. Yeah, mm. low yeah. apostrophe. Come on, Andy, you know this. It's an Oxford apostrophe. Ah.
0: <laughs> I see. Northern Hemisphere, they actually do mm. apostrophes down below.
3: Mm. does every
2: university yeah. in is a Cambridge period England have its own comma?
3: I think they do. Yeah. The comma yeah, is great. just the apostrophe day and under.
2: This is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're considered a real university is until you've got your own punctuation
3: mark. I agree with is that. It M&Ms? Is it M and M's? Is it M and M's plural, or is it M and M's that uh, uh, belongs to the M and <laughs> Oh, and if that's <laughs> the apostrophe case, s are we allowed to eat them? That's right. Uh, do they? Well, those are M and
0: M's. Don't touch M&Ms. them? and mm. M's. Well, I I was once the face of M and M's. At least I was an extra in one of their ads and featured extra. Yes. <laughs> Did you get a line? Uh, okay. What is it? What's one back from that? <laughs> Extra,
5: extra, extra. <laughs> extra.
0: <laughs> I don't think fe- <laughs> unfeatured featured extra, featured extras don't have a line. Oh, don't. They? Okay, sorry. No. I was in a different spot to the other other extras. Okay, okay. So I had a, there was a small. It doesn't matter, Al. No, it doesn't matter to me. I had. I was right up the front, looking at or pretending in the in the shoot to look at the cartoon M and M's. Mm. But it was just like, it was more like a dicky Knee sort of mop on a stick, which was where mops normally are. Mm. And they just sort of <laughs> run it along mm. and you had to be like, whoa. <laughs> is that what Dickie Knee was supposed to be in hey, Yeah, N-00. they never did the post. They, <laughs> they never did it never be an to M&M. Fixing it in post. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no, what is M&M's? Is that short for something? I've never thought about it.
3: Marx and Mensa?
0: Oh, Marxism. I... Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> Marx
2: and Marxism. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's people yelling at their iPods at home going, uh, M&M's is obviously... I think it's named after the two founders of the Mars Corporation. Oh, Mars and Mars. Yeah, Mars and Mars. Mr. and
0: Mrs. Mars and Mars. <laughs> so the answers are in for question number one, and I'd just like
3: to tell you three, I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Could the S at the end of M&M's be for Snickers? <laughs> 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 Mars and Mars Snickers. Uh,
5: oh. Mars and
2: Mars, and then a little plug for another chocolate at the end. <laughs>
0: there. I know you, you were telling me recently, maybe on this show, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have a backup plan for life. If money gets tough, you're going to be a street performer or quidnunker yeah, quid where dunker. you do one-liners with a hat out in front of you that's at always, the shopping center.
3: That's always the thing I think about. As soon as I'm unemployed, <laughs> I go, I'm going to make a big long list of one-liners and I'm just going to read through that. I'm going (laughs) to tape it so that it goes all the way around. The piece of paper goes all the way around and I just can keep turning it. And I'm just going to get a mic with a portable speaker that I can attach to my belt Mm. like that. that. And then maybe like a mic that I can wear, like I said, of a, a Britney mic. Like that. And I'm just going to read them, and I'm going to have a hat upside down, not upside down to the normal way a busker has it. Oh, good, like, yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say that's a fatal flaw. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then, then coins nonprofits. will fall off of it, roll off down into the gutter. Mm. That could be part of your bit. Could be a good bit. Mm. All right, write it on
0: your on your Mobius strip
2: yeah. you've got there.
0: <laughs> I definitely. I love. I think it's one of the great markers of your generation. Is you know the the uh, hands free mic yeah. who you associate it with. Britney, I think that might be the millennial. Gen X's will say Madonna, Mike. And then maybe,
3: well, I don't know what the next one is. Maybe Ariana Grande, Mike. They might say Ariana Grande. Maybe they say Ice. What's her name? Ice something? Ice. Ice Sugar. (laughs) Sugar Ice. (laughs) Anyway. This is such a well-formed plan, Alistair. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Like, it feels like you've put more thought into your desperation backup plan than you have into any of your
3: actual real life pursuits. So you think that this is one of the most rock solid plans I've ever had? This <laughs> I mean, very I th- flimsy I way don't of I think it getting- should
2: be a plan B. I think it sounds... <laughs> <like> it's, <laughs> it's
0: gunning for plan A. Which I'm, I'm, I think your plan, your life plans are a double A side, right? Yeah. You could Absolutely. flip over what your current plan is, which is what making it as a comedy writer mm. in mm. the big leagues. Yeah. Mm. You Flip that over. I think much like... Daddy Cool's Little Eagle, Baby. Rock, Eagle Rock, they flipped it over and they thought it was a throwaway song, bubblegum pop song, ended up also being number one. I think you're much like they were in the 70s. And I'm also a daddy and I'm also cool. Yeah. So... I can't remember the name of that bubblegum pop song. Anyone want to help me no, out? No, I don't know. It would have
2: been a great button to that bit. <laughs> it doesn't sound
0: like two A-sides <laughs> to me. Well, two number one hits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Maybe. I might be misremembering. So that's your first two options.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm,
5: is Dine. the bag...
0: It's like the 50-cent co- cone at McDonald's. Mm, I was at... I mean, see, this... Because I'm a month older than... No, I'm three months older than you. You're a month I older I think of him as...
3: Thirty cent coins. Oh my goodness! I must wow. have changed over in those three months. Yeah, I think that's yeah. where they racked up the price. You know what's yeah. you know what's the, the the real scam these days? If you go to McDonald's, you think I'm going to go get some drive through morning time. Mm. I'm going to get just a couple of hash browns. Oh my goodness! Right? Yes. And then you go, what's a hash brown worth? Mm. Right? And you go, I remember when they were like fifty cents or, mm. or something like that, and they're like. Two fifty now, mm. something like that. They're like two fifty. Oh, so you get like a couple hash browns. You're thinking, I'm gonna get in the cheap meal. I'll get three hash browns mm-hmm. like that. And suddenly your meal is seven fifty. <laughs> 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 and what you have is less than two potatoes worth yeah. of potato and yeah. sixty what thirty cents of oil. <laughs> They've got
0: you right where they want you. Absolutely. The McDonald's Corporation. Yeah, they're using that They've oil. sucked you right in. And then you eat those hash browns and you're like,
2: ah, oh, fucking I'm going to do this all again um, tomorrow. Absolutely going to. Make yeah. it a
0: meal? <laughs> Normally you, when you make it a meal, you get the hash brown added in. Do you do it in reverse? Do you want to make it a meal by getting a burger and a you know,
3: <laughs> and a drink? I don't. Do you remember this? Andy? Yeah. So when when we were about to do two, the two in the think tank 300th episode, mm. right, which is where we do a, an episode where we had to come up with 300 idea 300 sketch ideas. Me and Andy went before it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. Went to McDonald's beforehand to just get some food. And Andy doesn't understand any McDonald's procedure. <laughs> I'm
2: no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not um, you know, like when you have to immerse yourself in a language to be truly fluent. I feel like that's the way it is with, with McDonald's and they've got their own lingo and their own sort of little <laughs> little codes and that sort of thing that you need to understand. A, so and they it, just assume you know. It's very arrogant. It's yeah. like going to Paris and speaking English.
3: Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, so Andy goes and he orders, he said, I'll, I'll have one of your uh, breakfast sandwiches <laughs> like, <I> out <don't>, whatever <laughs> like that. Um, and I mean, then they said, already, oh, would you like to make that a meal he says oh i already thought it was a meal
5: i'm gonna eat it if that's what you mean
0: would you like to make it a meal no i'm i'm not thinking buying this as food no this is purely ornamental (laughs) make it a meal what do you yeah you have to ask separately if you want it edible yes is that what you were thinking
2: i i i I think my brain completely froze and it was a sheer panic because i was like (laughs) <laughs> Alistair and I had very recently had a the night before. Was it we'd had a, disag- a, 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 a con- confrontation about shoes on the bed? Do you remember this, Alistair? I'm, I'm, we were driving one, what, back I, what, to yeah. your house, yeah, <laughs> and because oh, I was going to stay at his place the night before. Oh, right, and you're like, obviously, I'll get morning. home with my
0: shoes on the bed. No, 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 no. no. So
2: I was driving to Alistair's place. i are going to stay on the spare bed. And I said, I said, to Alistair, are the shoes on the bed? Right, <laughs> and he. <laughs> looked at me with with sheer panic of like, and he was like, what? And I said, other shoes on the bed. Okay. And he was uh-huh. just like getting more and more distressed of like, have we fundamentally lost the ability to communicate? We're about to do a 24-hour podcast. This does not bode well. And I was like, other shoes, other shoes on the bed. And he was just like getting more, what? what are you talking about? And it was like, the last time I'd been there, um, his... Uh, Lovely wife had been selling a whole lot of shoes right. and there were shoes all over the bed. Okay. But it was just like, this man, complete I was feeling breakdown. like
0: I was losing my mind then. <laughs> so I think I understood how Al felt because I'm like,
3: what's happening? Andy really made it a meal. Mm.
0: You, know? <laughs> you want to make a meal of this? Mm-hmm. I'm you want to make a meal of this interaction? Yeah. That could be something. Can I have it, that?
4: It's really, yours. That's yours. It's amazing how easy it is to just take the English language and. Destroy it. Mm. Or any language, putting it all out of order and then suddenly it doesn't compute yeah. It anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and you know, and also removing any context from what you're saying so that it doesn't again mean anything. This is a perfect beer a really mug. mug. Mm. I think you could have invented something here, the beer mug. Beer
5: mug,
0: that's good. All right, so we're up to question number one.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what's a what's a toonie? Ooh, Looney toony. Yeah. Well, there's loonies and there's toonies. I have no idea. Well, a loony is a Canadian dollar. Really? Cause it's got the, um, I think it's got the loon on it. The, uh, oh, whatever, man. whatever the duck is on the, on the Canadian dollar. Mm. And then the toonie is when they came out with the $2 coin. I'm going to go, I'm planning very softly what? to go to Canada for a trip next
0: year <gasps> and I'll have to get your advice about it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to give you everything I know, which is very little cause I left when I was, uh, you know. Barely a teenager. Well, you've already developed the voice, though. I've developed the voice a fair bit. Yeah. And you're, you're a great example
0: of where, like, scientists should study your family when an mm. accent's locked in. Because your younger brother's got an Aussie accent, right? Yeah, my youngest, yeah, who's like, he was maybe under, he was maybe eight. I, and you were thirteen or something? Yeah, I was thirteen, yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting?
3: Mm. So did or you not? develop
4: the <laughs> Canadian accent after you moved to Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I developed it here because I it, it needed to be developed. You're a late bloomer. Yeah.
4: I think Dave
0: Callan's the same. He's kept the Irish accent and his younger siblings got an Aussie accent.
5: Mm.
3: I that find that do. fascinating. I truly find it fascinating. Or really boring. Yeah, but sometimes but, the line is very thin between those two things. Someone
2: so. should study that line as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah, you know when I I, know- see, I found the Alistair fact interesting. I found the Dave Callan fact
0: boring. So
3: I think <laughs> yes. we're you know if we so could- it's
0: somewhere between Ireland and yeah. mm,
3: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Canada. That's right, In Newfoundland.
0: Yeah, it had a bit of a, like a, is it Mawson or who who's the one? Or Scott? Scott. Scott. Yeah,
3: Captain oh. Oates.
0: I, I learnt
2: that from Lane, The out. Adventures of Lano Woodley. Just going out for a walk, I may be sometime. Yeah, and then Lanos
0: in the, I don't know if you're... Lano I'm Woodley getting King. mine from Red Dwarf, so oh, okay. you do yours. I learnt mine from Lano Woodley because I got a feeling. I got an a inkling. feeling.
2: I got a bit of an inkling. An inkling. <laughs> That tonight's gonna no, be a there. story no, no. about me. <laughs> One of those days.
0: Are we the two guys? Are we the four guys? We're we the four guys. We're we the four guys. This
4: is a show Ooh, all, all about, about me. me
3: and me. Will I am. Mm. <laughs> I used I used uh, Phil Spector to make a wall of fucks. <laughs>
5: I'm,
0: I, I merged the things I've learned from Phil Spector and and the Mona Museum in Hobart.
5: <laughs>
0: the wall of vaginas mixed with the wall of sand, and I've created a wall of noisy vaginas. A wall a wall of queefs. <laughs> this may or may not make the post
2: credits. The oh, Phil Spector
3: no. wall of
5: queefs. <laughs>
2: Do you think that the points that you get for guessing the correct answer are somehow less valuable than the points that you get for tricking oh, I agree, yes, yeah, so I do think
0: that. Do you think that's something in the next 50 episodes we could change? Introduce a new two-tiered scoring system. Like what, what kind it of make, ratio? Make it like
2: football. You get six points oh, for you. You making somebody kiss yours and only two for guessing
3: <laughs> the right answer. Um, or they are exactly the same number of points, but in the event of a draw, ah. oh, I'd count back. Hey, yeah. Oh, do not it, bad. It, it gives them. It gives you the edge. Mm. So we'll do it
0: like the Brownlow used to be in the AFL, back in the VFL days. Yeah, where they do count back. The most three votes would get the win. Even though that, to me, that makes no sense. So in the Brownlow, you get every game has three votes, two votes, and one vote. Ah. And the most best on grounds used to win. It would go if you finish on the same amount of points, you get, you go over the top with the three votes. Yep. But that means that people who Polled votes in more games. Yeah. Surely the the players who polled in the top three in more games are better than the ones who were best on ground in less games, if you know what I mean? So, but, yeah.
2: But... They don't have this system anymore. Is that no, correct? now they'll just give out multiple. So they haven't words. had they haven't had this
0: system for probably 30, in, 40 in years.
3: in my lifetime. Yeah. Okay.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're relitigating it right now on the podcast.
3: <laughs> I love your brain having voting systems from like non top tier anyway football. Non top
0: tier. Come on.
3: Oh, VFL was the top tier. Yes, that so was sorry. well.
0: You know, it was the state league that became the AFL. But Andy making fun of me was enough to probably get that into the post. Great, poster yes, great. Because so. I was as I was explaining it, I'm like, why have I started this? There should no. be more points as well for getting riffs into the bit after the
5: oh, I don't
0: mind
3: that at all. <laughs> <laughs> also, after the post credits, you get another second scoring system that but nobody's right. present for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who uh, who won the uh,
4: the offcuts? Or in America, that. they would call it math. Math, yeah.
0: Mm. Way Singular. more efficient over there. Yeah.
4: All right, so the score's off to
0: one.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no. Oh my god. Sorry. Yeah, I think I don't, Sandy Cowan? It does. America's <laughs> Death. <laughs>
2: You Sandy Cohen more than anyone else, probably in Australia, maybe in the world.
0: <laughs> Sandy Cohen and uh, the nanny, I think, are the two that America has forgotten Imagine about. if they got together. Oh, my God. I've just extended our podcast studio booking by half an hour. Excellent. Great work. Mm. And it's uh, so fun. I think you really enjoy this tune. I'll, I'll take that second grade point and uh, hey, enjoy it. Hey, we're still in the old system. It's a first grade <laughs> point for you. <laughs> No <laughs> count <backs> required. <laughs> this,
2: um, will, this is this will be like getting a grand slam in the pre-open era, though they weren't. They, people look back on it and say, "You know, you know Rod Laver didn't really do; it wasn't as dominant as he appeared to be." I it like, was
0: the uh, butterfly clap. It started the yeah. tsunami. Yeah, right. No butterfly don't clap. Flap, you know, <laughs> they they <laughs> flap, not the flap, not the clap.
3: But if you could get a butterfly to clap, I imagine that would ripple through history. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: Yeah you, yeah, you you have that in you You attach importance to things I, Isn't mm. it
3: weird? Did yeah. you put your no. hand in any of the holes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't That <laughs> would be nice I think that would be one of the nicest oh, things Oh, in the, yeah Sorry, yes. the golf holes Golf holes Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Oh, he's pitching tense <laughs> <laughs> He He's just not filling them with camping gear Let's just <laughs> <laughs>
0: Impotent.
2: Uh, impotent. <laughs>
0: impotent, impotent, impotent. Annie, I know because you're the biggest supporter of this show. Yes. Would you be up for it one week to come in and just you and me? No, you yeah. host it, <laughs> and I'll, and maybe we flip this around. Me, Alan, Pete contest. I heard you bring this okay, up on an
2: earlier episode of the podcast. Be, and you know what I thought straight away? I thought, God, I'd love it if I got to do that.
4: <laughs>
2: God, <laughs> the only prob- if I could be the person who got to do that, that would be so good. And then I could die. Finally,
0: I'd love you to do it if you, if you ever, if you were keen.
2: Yeah, but, but and keen I could, as. I could
0: give you the folder of the answers, but I've sort of breezed through them quite a bit. So maybe it'd be safer if you just came up with your own one.
2: Yeah, I'd love that.
0: You sent me through a good one. That, I don't know if you heard that episode I about sure the, por- the, spirtle, the the spurtle, the golden spurtle. Fantastic question. Grace Jarvis is currently in Scotland. I should mm-hmm. message her saying, "Can you get a photo of you with some porridge?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're up to question number five. She sent you the
2: photo, and then you just never tweeted or put it out publicly <laughs> or anything You're like that. No.
4: So keep. after four rounds, sorry, Pete. I was just saying, keep that in. <laughs> this <laughs> is very good. You keep that in. You c- <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't take a second out.
0: I. I did have the thought of going 50th episode special. Release
4: the full thing. (laughs) This is,
0: just so you know,
3: the work I do. (laughs) Yeah. And then then all the things where you're like, that's getting cut. This guy doesn't exist (laughs) on the pod. (laughs) Yeah. It's just
0: long bleeps. (laughs) Yeah. It still goes for the same length, but I just bleep out long periods. Uh. I think they should reclaim it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lady, how would you do that?
2: Uh, I'd, I'd start a new movement called Putt sluts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's women they play on full size courses, but they putt the whole fucking. <laughs> yeah. But to me, it sounds like a very good accent. But the thing that gives it away is how much your face has to move <laughs> to create that sound.
0: Yeah, because in those movies they don't move, they don't their, move face their face at very all.
2: much, but yours is going all over the room. Ah, you you fucked him. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I fucked him. Fuck me sideways. <laughs> you are good at that. Pete is very good at voices. Fuck off. So yeah, Chris. Is
0: that me? <laughs>
3: Bong, Bong. <laughs> Was that me? Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> but, oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Oh, I must be hungry. Get her done get her done. <laughs> get her done Get her done Get her done Get her done Truck's birthday
2: Certainly not nothing wrong here What's
3: interesting with the writing those ones Is that you kind of just have to go with the idea That you, whatever the first thing that comes yeah, into Yeah you don't have is. the
2: time to fuck around Yeah Because you've got so much writing to do Yeah you Just got to get it out there Get it out there Get it out there <laughs> Get it,
5: get
4: it out there! Get it out there! Oh, out there! You're got oh, meant to blow the bloody oh, oh, oh,
2: get
5: it out there! Oh, need to get it out there! I
2: don't. You've got to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard,
5: and then you have to do it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a bit
2: hard. Oh. It's in to start with, but then you got to get it out there.
5: Yeah. Only at
2: the bla door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, I, Michael I, Caine going I, I, through a I, tunnel. Only,
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: I can Ma- do Michael
3: Kai going through a tunnel. Ma- master, Bruce. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, oh, I think that's a
2: great impression to master, and I think Pete has. Thank you, and Alistair, I think you're getting very close.
0: But that I also, it feels like Al's done the opposite. Where from what we we're talking about earlier, where he's only doing
3: the first few letters of the words. <laughs> mm. Thank you, thank you. I'm trying to be really consistent with my bits. I don't introduce new ideas. I just use the old ones and uh,
4: perfect it. You just need to cut out all the consonants. Get rid of them
5: all.
4: That's my (laughs) Michael (laughs) Caine. That is very good. Sorry. (laughs) That'll go (laughs) (laughs) post-credits.
3: All right. (laughs) Texting. Thanks, Jason.
2: Jason (laughs) Jason. <laughs> Jason 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 Statham <laughs>